0: Hey everybody, it's A
1: Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, and I'm excited today because, um, as you know, cats are not my specialty. Um, Even though I've had lots of awesome cats, I say that um, I've had the best cat ever. Um, His name was Wayne, and I adopted him many years ago, and he was... My mission was to get a cat that um, was, was on the kill list, was going down the next day. And which one would I connect with? That's which one I was getting. It was that, that was what my rules were when I walked into the shelter. Yeah. And I walked in and um, Wayne immediately came up to me and it said that he was a three-year-old tabby. And so I adopted Wayne um, because we fell in love. And I couldn't take him with me because he wasn't fixed yet. So they fixed him the next day and I picked him up, I think like late that afternoon. And I remember I brought him home and um, my boyfriend at the time came over and he immediately sprayed my boyfriend. (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh, how, what the heck or whatever. So he freaked out. He leaves. I call them and they're like, oh, well, yeah, sometimes, you know, the habit is still there and they still have something in them or whatever, but that, it, it'll go away. He never did it again, and, <laughs> um, which I thought was funny and I broke up with a boyfriend. But anyway, he, um, Wayne uh, was the most awesome cat because he was so smart and he did not have a litter box. Because he peed in the toilet and he oh my outside and would go visit the neighbors and everybody loved him and he could figure out how to jump from my balcony to my neighbor's balcony and right. he was the coolest, coolest cat ever. So um, I was lucky enough to have the coolest cat ever. But now on my farm um, where I live now, I have way too many dogs and um, chickens and geese, and sometimes once in a while a feral cat comes around and we let them stay on the farm because of the rats. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, we're, we're, that's about the only thing that we don't have here are cats. Wow. Um, but anyway, my guest today um, is Pam Russell, and she's from Perfectly Holistic, and she is a cat lady. And she yeah. knows just about everything about cats. And the best thing is, is that she's a lot like me, where I think we've probably figured out how to take care of every issue and problem holistically. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we didn't know how, we went out and searched and, and found how to. And um, that's why I'm so excited to talk to you today. So
2: hello, <laughs> Pam. Welcome to our show. Well, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. It's hard, as you know, to find platforms for cats because everything is geared towards dog. It in is industry. You know, the cats have been kind of treated as the second-class citizen for so long, and so um, it was just—it's a niche, and it's there's a huge need for help for cat parents out there. So
1: there is, especially holistically. Um, Because they are so different and because um, things like we, of course, in the holistic world know that dry kibble food is bad. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not good. It's not the best choice um, for our dogs. But for cats, it's a killer. Right. Um, You know, dogs, it's a slow killer. Cats, it's a lot quicker. And I think what a lot of us want to avoid is having to go to the vet and spend thousands of dollars on your cat and do medication and do a so-called prescription diet, which doesn't work. Mm -hmm. We want to avoid having to go to the vet at all. Right. And so uh, let's talk about that first. Well, First, I want to talk about how the heck did you get into this? Um, (laughs) I'm sure uh, you You called it a niche, meaning you probably went out there to try to find the information and couldn't find it.
2: You know, actually, I years ago, um, being in the fitness industry, very athletic, you know, ran into an injury that wouldn't heal conventionally. So, I started exploring Chinese medicine and acupuncture and Chinese herbs and all that, and got results within six to eight weeks. Completely healed. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was an eye-opening moment for me, especially because I hate needles and <laughs> to go to an acupuncturist. It took every ounce of courage that I could muster, you know, because that was totally out of my comfort zone. Yeah. So that kind of opened my eyes to. Making me think differently, like okay, well, if Chinese medicine didn't work, they wouldn't have used it for thousands and thousands of years. Maybe there's something to this. And so that was just kind of the you know the wormhole opening. And then you start looking at nutrition, and then you start looking at herbal medicine, and then you start looking at homeopathy, and then I started going to a naturopath. Um, I started using chiropractic work on a regular basis. And for some of my friends who were also going to this one naturopath place, they were taking their cats. And I'm thinking, huh, wow, that's really cool. And then, you know, time goes on, and then something comes along with one of my cats. And I thought, hmm, I'm going to take them over to the naturopath office because they were using muscle testing. And muscle testing taps into the body's, knowledge and wisdom of give me the tools that I need to heal myself you know okay, you can so really... what is
1: so what is how do they do a muscle test on a cat
2: I'm a surrogate so I would hold the cat and they would use they would push down on my arm you know to muscle test something so that's how we did it over there and so when we when we figured out some you know food sensitivities going on with the cats and um, some, I don't even remember, there was a couple different times we went over there. It just really opened my eyes and I thought, huh, wow, there's something to this. So it not only works on people, but it works on pets. Hmm. So over time, when I would learn something that I thought was really interesting or helpful, um, that worked for a people problem, if one of my cats had the issue, I'm like, well. Let's just see if that works for this this case or whatever. Does this benefit somehow? Um, and then I learned how to do muscle testing myself, and that was a life changer. Um, that was one of those light bulb moments where you're like, oh my gosh, I really have the power to know what is beneficial and what is not beneficial, not only for me, but for my cats now. So I was testing food. I was testing supplements. I was testing, um, you know, medications. We'd go to the vet and... The would suggest, oh, you know, we, need, we can do X, Y, and Z or, you know, whatever. And I'm like, wait, I'm muscle test and see which one he really needs first. And thank God they didn't look at me strange. They probably did the first couple times. Um, but they respected that. And so whatever resonated as beneficial is the path we chose. And so that just kind of started me down this pathway working with my own cats. And so I started teaching muscle testing classes and um, what actually propelled me into the role that I am now was one of my kitties died from vaccinosis suddenly. Uh, we were going to have to board him and one of my other cats, we were planning this, this trip that was going to be a really, really long drive and five cats or six cats at the time would have been really, really hard on the two oldest ones. So you know, I, I stopped revaccinating my cats years ago because I—I one of the things I learned was, oh, it's not necessary, okay, and oh, it has adverse side effects. So um, one of them had an adverse side effect and, yeah. so you know, within days died suddenly of heart failure. So that was like my light bulb moment and I thought, you know what? I am not alone in this. You know, I don't want to make his death for nothing um, let's teach other people what I've learned how they can do better make better choices and assist them on their path to really getting their cat healthy living long life um, you know emotionally physically and it's just been a journey it's been so much fun but man it's been a learning curve not only just you know for myself n- Somewhat new, five years now in the pet industry, but not we're not coming from that industry and learning a pet industry. Wow! And then you know, starting a business and learning how to do all the things that relate to running and operating a business. You know, my mind has has been challenged in so many ways over the last five years. It's it's ridiculous, but I think I've learned a lot. I've grown a lot, and um, you know, certainly cats all over the world um have parents have reached out to me and I've been able to help and guide and coach uh, which is really really cool
1: awesome we're going to talk more about that and some of your biggest life lessons when we come back after a break okay
0: it's a dog's life we'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at s-h-o-o-g-i-e-s dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet take-anywhere treat. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio.
1: Okay, we're back with Pam uh, from Perfectly Holistic. Perfectly, perfectly. Is that what it is? Am I saying it right? Perfectly, yep. Good. I was like, I know there's per in it. Um, (laughs) You talked uh, a little bit about your journey and your struggles. um, And it's funny because a lot of people don't know about how crazy the pet industry is.
2: Yes. And then you
1: get in the holistic side of things and then it's even crazy in that side of it and um how the holistic side has to basically battle the internet <laughs> and what's what's real information and what, what's good information and what's bad information out there. Mm-hmm. And like I know that probably the biggest thing that we get questions about and that we have to talk to people about are essential oils and cats or pets. Um, Because someone did a news story that, you know, something killed their cat. Um, Mm -hmm. Or, you know, it's, or a supplement or food or feeding. Um, And it's, it's crazy. It's nuts. Mm -hmm. Um, So what are, what were some of your biggest um, challenges that you had to overcome when you decided to go this route and create this platform for treating cats holistically?
2: Um, you know, actually, I became a really big researcher, so I would go to reputable leaders in the pet industry, uh, holistic and integrated veterinarians that have been doing this for years and years and years, and see what they're doing, see what they're, they're writing about, um, look at the Uh, their treatment plans for, you know, a pet that experienced, you know, that has this particular disease or condition. What are they doing holistically to address the mind and the body in this pet? Are they, you know, diet, um, emotions, all this kind of stuff come into play. And then what are the best type of supplements or alternative methods whether it be acupuncture or chiropractic, or whether it be um, herbal medicine or homeopathy, and what do those entail? So um, I started following people like Dr. Karen Becker, who I'm sure you know, um, um, Dr. Will Falconer, who was really, really big in homeopathy, and um, I've actually used, worked with a homeopathic vet for one of my own cats a few years ago, so I learned a lot through that experience you know, and I'm a big believer that the universe brings you challenges or people or pets in your life to teach you something. So if there's, if you're presented with um, a problem or a pet that just has a condition, you've just never heard of before. It's like, huh? Okay. I guess I got to learn about that now because otherwise you would never have ventured into that direction to learn about it. So I look at it as an opportunity uh, when they say, oh, my cat was diagnosed with da-da-da. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I get the weird cases. I get the calls when, you know, the vet can't help me anymore, you know. And I'm desperate. I'll try anything because I'm not going to give up. And I'm like, good for you for not giving up. Because right. the conventional medical, you know, model only has so many tools. And until those people get out of their box, so to speak, and explore, well, what are alternatives that we can try, then they will, you, they're will. they really limiting their pet's options. So right. kind of like me, you know, it's like, okay, what I was doing wasn't working and it's like hitting your head against the wall. How long are you going to do that before you're like, okay, this hurts? <laughs> you know, there's got to be some other options and there's always other options even if it's just finding ways to make a pet comfortable, you know, if this is their, their, you know, sunset moments or time or whatever. Just, you know, palliative care, natural, non-toxic, just giving them as good a quality life as you can. Yep. It may not change the ultimate outcome, but you can make the journey a little bit better You know, that's what I that's
1: what I say. I'm always like every senior should be on a CBD regimen, right? We all have aches, Um, you know, we have joint issues. There's just certain things that happen, and of course, you know, seniors are going to be more prone to disease because of their immune system. So anything that you can uh, support that and relieve the pain in their body is going to make them feel better. So why not? Absolutely. What if what are um it's funny because we do have a lot in common. I same thing, you know, when they've tried everything and the vet has tried everything, there everyone thinks about that crazy cannabis lady who lives in the woods. Yeah. Give it a try. And I love it because it gives me an op I have nothing to lose. Everything else has been has been tried and didn't work. And right. literally all I do is I Take them off every prescription medication and go to a raw or fresh diet and Mm -hmm. treat with cannabis medicine and whatever herbs and homeopath that I think that they need. And it's always, we call it, they become Benjamin Button. They completely reverse and start going back the other direction because the body knows how to heal itself. And if we can support that, Mm -hmm. it's going to make a huge difference. What are some of your biggest um, success stories? And um, I mean, I know you said you had some great success stories with your own cats.
2: Um, Right. Kind of open
1: your eyes. I feel like as pet parents, the more we know, we're going to constantly be challenged and question, do we know what to do this time? Well, we do. You're going to find your trusted resources that you can go to and you're going to be able to find it and trust that if we can heal the gut, And if we can get the immune system working, we're halfway there.
2: Right. Um, You know, these people, the two crazy cat ladies. Yes. Are friends of mine. And I worked with their cat, Pooh Bear, who has an autoimmune disease resulting from the rabies vaccine. And he would actually bleed out around his eyes and his nose and, um, you know, his skin would get really, really red and he was just a poor, miserable guy. And so they had had him on a reduced dose of prednisolone for three years and it was a very small, small dose, but yet they still didn't like having him on that type of medication for so long. And they were doing so many great things for him over the years that he was struggling with this with this issue. And when I worked with them, um I also do some energy healing with my clients. So because everything is related to energetics. You know, plants have they resonate at a certain vibrational frequency, you know, homeopathy vibrates at a certain frequency. The body is composed of energy and and all of that. So part of what I do with muscle testing with Pooh Bear was just figuring out the underlying cause of his. To this issue, and my and said, you know, it's resonating with rabies vaccine. So we did a total rabies detox protocol on him, and the the one thing that we were able to do was take him off the alone. and it was just, you know, he. I think he's been free of that drug for over six months now. Awesome, mind blowing, and in the very beginning. He would get a little flare-up, you know, every now and then, and we just use the Apis Malefica 30C homeopathic remedy to address the, uh, basically he was like having an allergic reaction to his body, and it would clear it up, and it would go away. And so over time, I think they've done that less and less and less, unless he gets super, super stressed, it might flare-up again. But, wow, he's off proteasolem in his best.
1: He's the big, fluffy, orange, older guy. Yes. So now yes. he's on CBD. He's on yes. our CBD. So yes. I think he's really, uh, she said he's coming down the steps now and, yes. and interacting. So I, uh, these are the things that are just, it brings them back to life. It does. It, it feel does. Good. And I loved it because they even did a test where they stopped giving him the CBD just to see what happened. And sure enough, it wow. left the system and he stopped coming downstairs again. Wow. So you know, people always go, well, how will I know it's working? How will I know this herb is working? How do I know this uh, the cannabis medicine is working? Yeah. Well, you can see when your pet is happier or pain-free. They get up and do the things that they always wanted to do.
2: Exactly. You know,
1: our oldest uh, rescues here on the farm are out in the yard every day with us. You know, they love being outside with us. They want to be with mm-hmm. us. They love being outside. When they don't get up to join you outside, they're probably not feeling well. So my hat, I would assume, means they don't get up and play and they don't get up and explore and they don't get up and do the things that they love to do. We're gonna, We're going to take a short break and we'll talk about more.
0: We'll be back after a short break. It's a Dog's Life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk.
1: To 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com.
0: Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio.
1: Okay, we are back and we're talking cats and I wanted to um, talk to you about cats show emotion different, cats show pain different and discomfort different. What are some signs that your cat is not doing well or maybe is stressed out or filled with anxiety, which is very common with cats and leads to disease? So what What are some signs or tips that you can give cat parents on um, recognizing that something's wrong and then what do they do about it?
2: Well, number one, their behavior would change. You know, if a cat is normally playful and happy and um, interactive and wanting to be around you and all of a sudden they're withdrawn and they want to keep to themselves and they hide and they, they don't want to move around a lot, you know, something's up. And if they're not eating, if they stop eating, you know, after a day or so, that's definitely a sign something's something's wrong. You know, let's let's address it quickly. Um, you know, and some cats just are bored, so they may howl, they may whine a lot, they may you know do stuff that annoys you to get your attention because they're trying to tell you. Hey, pay attention to me! I need to play. I, I, you know, I'm bored. Um, they're, they're very smart. You know, they know how to get our attention. They might spray. They might start urinating outside the litter box. I mean, you just you pet parents who really know their cats, they, 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 know when something, something's off. You know, they just know because they so know them like, well. They're yeah, just. they're
1: like, they're like kids. When they're yeah. bored, they're gonna get into trouble and. And just yeah. wrong to get your attention. And then exactly. that's a learned habit. So what are some things cat parents can do to keep their cats? And what, what time of the day is best to keep them happy or occupied? And, like, what are some activities or things pet parents
2: can do, especially if they're gone all day? Right. You know, I find that mine tend to want to play and be more active in the morning, either right before they eat or right after they eat. So even working in... Ten minutes of playtime is better than nothing. Um, and then in the evening, like right before they eat dinner or right after they eat dinner, they're just more active. So offering a play session of some kind with their favorite toys and interactive toys seem to be um, since it seem to work better just because they want to engage with you. You know, you can put all the toys on the ground that you can imagine buying, and they just like look at them. And uh what's that for you know right. i don't want that um and you might find stuff battered around at night when you, you know when you get up in the morning but they really really want to interact so finding interactive toys and tunnels and wand toys and being creative you don't even have to spend a lot of money Just next time you have a box delivered to your house just open it up and put the box on the floor and i guarantee you you'll have box inspectors immediately Right. I mean, if you're on social media, there's nothing better than a cat in a box. <laughs> yeah. And just throw in the tissue paper, the paper that comes in, the packaging in the box, you know, they, anything that rustles or make noise, you know, it's, it's not too hard to find ways to see the, see the world through their eyes. Just this last week, I actually started taking our cats outside. They're indoor cats. But I wanted them to start exploring more and they're they're bored. They're telling me, Mom, you know, what's what's out that door? So we started or I started taking them out just one at a time, just you know, on a little walk around the house and they don't run off. They're just like curious and they're sniffing and they're looking at all this you know, all the trees and the hearing all the birds and the sounds and it's so stimulating and now I've created monsters because now they want to go out. I was
1: gonna say, how are you? How are you gonna keep them in after them being able to see that?
2: Yeah, they they have to be supervised just because you know they're not on a harness or a leash. And luckily, we don't live in a super busy spot, uh, so it's kind of quiet back here around the house. So it's it's pretty safe. And people who they're walking their dog, they're on a leash. So you know, it's just finding ways to to make their World a little bit more interesting and bringing some of the outdoors in, um, opening the windows and letting them smell the outdoor smells and hear the sounds, of the birds and see the the critters and you know things like that. Just they're very interested. Um, you, we just have to we have to get out of the way as pet parents. You know we have to provide the the opportunities for them to be able to be their cat themselves, you know, because they are cats. They're hunters. They're, um, they like to prowl. They like to um, stalk, prey. You know, they're carnivores. <laughs> just that's what they like to do. And so we have to honor that nature, uh, the way they were created. And then you're going to have a happy cat.
1: Awesome. So you mentioned that they're carnivores. So feeding them an appropriate diet yeah. is super important. You mentioned that uh, cats are carnivores, um, and I know that this is probably the biggest mistake that cat owners um, are doing, and that is that uh, a dry food shouldn't even be offered. It shouldn't even be on the shelves for for cats because it is um, the worst thing you could possibly do. Um, so we have people who you know are, of course are concerned about the cost. and of course we say, well, the cost of vet bills and medications down mm-hmm. the road are much more costly than buying a food. But what are your some of your tips um, on you know raw feeding is best for cats because that is where they get their hydration. Mm-hmm. Um, that mm-hmm. is what they're used to uh, eating um, biologically. This is what, uh, they have to have to survive and be healthy cats. And it's amazing now that I'm more into cats and um, having people reach out about their cats, nine times out of 10, it's kidney or urinary. And I know it is because they've been eating a dry kibble their entire lives. And now they're seniors and you know the problems are starting. So tell us the importance of a fresher raw diet, and then what do you feed your own cats?
2: You know the the diet is foundational to health, and that goes for people and for pets. And if you don't get the diet right, everything else isn't doesn't matter. You can't over supplement a bad diet. I'm just, I'm convinced of that. Um, so taking those steps to provide moisture rich diet, whether you have the the means to do that you know, 100% raw or just adding some fresh meat into some canned or freeze dried or homemade diets, you know, um, I tell people be creative with the budget that you have, do the best that you can. Um, But whatever you do, ditch the dry food, because that that is the absolute worst thing that parents can do for their cats and I was guilty for years that's what I did that's what we did growing up that's all we knew right go to the grocery store oh there's a bad cat food you know it just never clicked and it still doesn't click for people today that when you go to the grocery store you don't buy yourself just chips and put them in the in the grocery cart you know you're you don't just
1: buy your your cereal your cheerios and your wow. chips and that's all you eat yeah no
2: that's not what you eat um, right. people know that so animals are the same way they're bi- biologically functioning the same way as humans do with their digestive tract and you know all their body systems are like ours so why why would we think differently so that's the first thing that i have to teach a lot of people is you got to address the diet you know and um A lot of cats get a lot of food sensitivities. That's probably one of my number one um, ailment that people come to me for, you know, food sensitivities. So between the dry food ingredients and, you know, some of the proteins that they can develop sensitivities to, we're always addressing that kind of stuff. But if you get the diet down and then you get the emotions balanced, um, that really makes a huge difference toward their overall health, and then you can supplement, you know, for different illnesses or conditions or age-related things, you know, to further support and benefit those those systems that need that for optimal health.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much um, for joining us today. Tell our listeners where they can follow
2: you and find out more information for their cats. Absolutely. I have a website and I have an online store uh, the website is perfectly holistic. It's P-U-R-R-R-F-E-C-T-L-Y holistic.com. And um, I have an email, a free email list weekly. If you want to join our cat community, I do holistic health coaching for cats and cat parents and, um, Pam at Perfectly Holistic is my email. Reach out if I can be a resource or any help whatsoever. It would be an honor and a pleasure.
1: Thank you, Pam, so much for joining us today and stay healthy. Absolutely, you too.